Hi, and welcome to the My Dog Made Me Do It Naturally podcast. I am your host, Kat Jepsen, a canine nutritionist with an innate obsession with dogs and the natural ways in which we are driven to live because of them. So let's get to it. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the My Dog Made Me Do It Naturally podcast. I am your host, Kat Jepsen, and today I am joined with Ange, the proud owner of Raw Feeding Plus in Markham, Lancashire. Hi, Ange. Hiya, how are you? I'm very well, thank you. And how are you? Yeah, very well, thank you. Good, good stuff. So Ange is the mama to six border collies. That must be quite fun in your house. <laughs> they keep me out of mischief. <laughs> Just. <laughs> oh, that's great. And they are Cookie, Izzy, Jess, Kiva, Angel and Posh. And they also have a lodger at the moment who is Ollie. So today, me and Ange are going to be talking about how failing conventional methods led her to take back control of her dog's health. Well, Ange, I'm looking forward to this discussion. I'm sure we've got lots to cover. So why All don't we... All be- sorts. Oh, I can imagine. So... <laughs> Why don't we begin with you telling us a little bit about you and your lovely Border Collies. Okay, well, I can tell you where my little Border Collie pack came from. When uh, my hubby and I got together, I had a little rescue terrier and Max was an absolute sweetheart. And Terry and I discussed getting another dog and Terry had had Border Collies all his life. And I knew two at the time one had bitten me and the other one was an absolute psycho family family's <laughs> dog and I was like I'm not getting a border collie no nope, definitely not <laughs> and <laughs> one of the farmers in our village had a litter of border collies and I made the mistake in inverted commas of going to see them and there was one little gorgeous black tricolour sat right at the back of the stable on her own and along came Molly the border collie our very first border Aww. collie and she very very quickly taught me how amazing in dogs are uh, in general uh, especially sheep dogs and um, she was so loyal so loving and she got on so well with Max and yeah uh, very quickly taught me that I needed more water collies in my life <laughs> <laughs> wow however little Molly um, was very different to Max in her health. Max was such a, a real hard nut. The, he lived till he was nearly 17 and a half. Um, wow. Yeah, he only needed to go to the vets once um, in all his life. And that was when he stuck his nose into a hedgehog and <laughs> he poked his nose actually into the hedgehog spikes and oh. all his nose swelled up but that was the only time that he ever needed the bets um thankfully um That's whereas yeah we were really lucky with him and before I knew any better I used to get him vaccinated every year and use frontline on him and um yeah so Molly was very very different yeah. I had a spade when she was quite young I think she must have only been two two and a half and Every six months after that, when she would have had a season, she used to have really bizarre symptoms. Her temperature used to spike through the roof. She would go off her food. Her pupils would dilate. And we spent a fortune at our local vets trying to find out what on earth was going on. We we were then referred to Liverpool Veterinary Hospital. They just could not get to the bottom of things that were going on. And... 
we ended up being recommended to go to a different vets that I'm actually with now who are absolutely fantastic um, because they deal with a lot of collies because they're much further out in the country so they deal with a lot of farmers and, yeah. and farming stock and um, they put her on a three-week course of steroids and I never vaccinated her after that and she was absolutely fine for the rest of her life she had no more of these really weird symptoms and looking back it was only really very recently that I twigged that that was the very start of my journey in looking into what I was really doing with my dogs as far as to what I was putting into their systems yeah um so yeah that was taking right back to little Molly wow so did you <laughs> just quick question did you yeah stop vaccinating on the advice of your vet was that something that was discussed or did you no. decide that all by yourself right okay no well I don't remember chatting with the vet about it um and knowing the vet as I do because he vaccinates his dog every year yeah. and so I don't think it will have been on his advice I think I I, I started doing some reading about vaccinations and yeah. spaying and neutering and things like that and I I assumed that because his words were for his reasoning for giving her the three-week course of steroids was to sort of to reset her immune system. So I thought, hold on a minute, if that's fine. However, if I'm going to then start vaccinating her again, that could potentially knock things out of kilter. So, yeah, so you used your own noggin. Yeah, which yeah. is uh, not like me. <laughs> wow. Well, more so I now. Yeah, it. yeah. So, yeah. Uh, and from that um because molly had been so poorly i um and because i'd fallen in with border collies in love with border collies at this point terry and i spoke about getting another but because molly had been so poorly we we wanted to make sure that whichever border collie we got would be from fully health tested lines yeah. and that the, the new like going back generations about the health of these dogs because molly we knew nothing about um about her background so that was another thing that another thing that i'd learned to make sure that when you're getting a dog that if it's your choice to get a, a, a particular breed that that you look for the health testing behind the lines and that was really important to us so we ended up getting paddy who was um from fully health tested kennel club lines and um so already with him when it came to his vaccinations um i i didn't do what i had done with molly and max in getting him vaccinated every year um so yeah again that was another little step for me i was still yeah. feeding um dried food to them um yeah. i hadn't heard of raw feeding at that point um so and when was this just out of interest um what year did we get molly um molly was born 2004 i think 2004. yeah and then paddy i think he was born 2009 <laughs> Who's that? That's Barney. Oh, Barney. <laughs> 2004, that's 20 years ago. I know, yeah. So you've been on this scary. journey for like 20 years. Oh, yeah, a little but bit. without realising it, really. Yeah. Without realising it. That's amazing. So do you want me to sort of talk through each dog? Because that'll give you an idea as to which stage I've been at. Yeah. 
when Paddy was about two years old, I took him to a little pet dog show and um, one of um, a friend of a friend was judging it. And it was a beautiful day. I never forget it. Max, Max was still with us as well. And he went in the veteran class and he won that. And Paddy <laughs> went into. Yeah, he was like strutting his stuff, even though he, he had no idea what he was doing. But he was like, yeah, I'm here. <laughs> and Paddy, he was such a bonny lad, really, really typical classic, classically marked black and white border collie with uh, a rough coat, gorgeous, gorgeous boy. And so we took him into the pedigree dog class and he won that. I was like, oh, wow. And oh. The, the lady that was judging said, you do realise you've got an absolutely cracking border collie there? I was like, well, yeah, I know that. She said, no, I mean, from a show perspective. So then we entered the show world and oh really yeah wow. Paddy's, Paddy's very first show he qualified for cross and I'll, I'll never forget that day either I was like a quivering wreck because I qualified wow. for cross at my first ever show oh, and wow. um so yeah so we ended up um that sort of dabbling in the show world and mm -hmm. um cutting a, a lot of a lot of um the, the show world story out i ended up wanting to have my sort of impact in that by um starting to breed um so along came little cookie who's our eldest now she's um 13 bless her she's an absolute sweetheart and um she um she's from a mixture of show lines and working lines because um i wanted to try and make sure that the workability ethic side of the border collies were still kept in the show ring rather okay. than just being little um, little stuffed teddy bears looking beautiful but not yeah. not being able to go and work sheep yeah. so that's why we ended up getting cookie and um again cookie was from from fully health tested lines and by this stage i was starting to look down um natural ways of um worming uh, rather than giving them worming tablets every three months, yeah. um, this was sort of my next stage. I can't remember where it came from, but I must have, whether it was Paddy or Cookie, may have had upset tummies each time they had a worming tablet. So I started questioning why am I doing this and yeah. is this actually helping them? Um, so from I remember vividly from having Cookie, I started to feed things with fur um hairy, hairy rabbit ears basically yeah. and doing worm counts so i've now not worm uh wormed any of my dogs with worming tablets for well 13 years since i've had cookie um, and how many times have they had worms have a guess zero correct <laughs> <laughs> and that's not because they are little well-behaved doggies no i know I they know. eat every bit of poo going they eat every dead creature going that they come across um not what not always ones that i've given them i hasten to add um so yeah they're they're dirty little critters as a lot of dogs are and we've done the worm counts and not one single worm egg has been found um so super chuffed absolutely yeah. super chuffed to think yeah thank you and do you do you do anything other than the furry treats um well i i feed them raw so yeah. from my knowledge from that i know that if their stomach ph level is working correctly then hopefully if they do pick anything up in the disgusting things that they're eating it should be killed with uh with the stomach ph level being 
nice and effective. Um, but no, they, they get all sorts of furry, furry things. Um, I did go through um, a phase of trying desperately to get them to eat whole prey, but my lot are just precious for some reason and <laughs> will not will not entertain whole prey. Aww. I get so excited when I uh, well not now because they won't they won't do it but yeah when I, I remember a few years ago when I was trying to get them to eat various things and they, they sort of looked at it and looked at me but no I'm not 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 doing that thank you very much mum <laughs> <laughs> oh well I know isn't it weird how we get excited about stuff like that I know I absolutely love I always I always say to customers I always love seeing mine crunching things and going through bones and tearing the meat off oh I just I yeah just because it. it's, you just know it's so beneficial for yeah, them yeah I think that's what it is I know yeah. that I'm doing something that they're born to do and that is looking after them and their bodies and ultimately my goal is you know i want them here as long as i possibly can so that's yeah, yeah. that's everybody's dream everybody's yeah dream. yeah i think as well though following off from like the natural worming thing i'm it's funny that because i'm actually doing um a video about one of the natural methods that i do as sort of like um i want to say worm prevention but it's not specifically just for oh. them it's just well, it's just whole foods that you can put in the diet which naturally counteract with the parasites you know what oh, i mean cool. um so that's going to tie in nicely um but basically you know a healthy host is you know not going to allow parasites to live in it so Correct. if you are feeding yeah. you know a biologically appropriate diet which is jam-packed full of nutrients yeah and digestive enzymes and everything like that which is going to keep the immune system strong yeah then you haven't really got anything to worry about but i think yeah. a, lot, a lot of pet parents get so scared about dogs getting worms and things but yeah a lot of the time as well like like tapeworms and things like that they're, they're not so serious kinds of worms if your dog does get it there's a good chance that it will rectify itself anyway it'll fight it off itself yeah. yeah yeah so you know i think there is a lot of you know people getting scared about this yeah Abs situation when absolutely yeah. yeah i had a customer in today she was so upset she's she's um probably been feeding her dog raw a couple of months and she's really really keen to take the plunge and go holistic and back yeah. off chemicals as much as possible um but she's just scared to do that last little step and she was so upset when she came in today she said oh and she said you're probably going to shout at me i said don't be daft i said i won't do that I said, why <laughs> and and she told me that she'd been to the vets last week and she's on this monthly plan and she'd been given the flea and flea treatment and the worming treatment and she'd done it and her dog has spent the whole weekend being poorly and she and uh, she was so upset bless her and she said right i need to know now what can i do instead so yeah. i went through it for but she's so scared to take that step and yeah, it, but it's oh it's so you know what i think half the problem is though is that because they're challenged by their vets when they yeah. say i don't want that service thank you very much and yeah that is where the problem problem lies because people don't like confrontation and they don't want to have those awkward yeah. conversations and they're made to feel like they're doing something wrong when they're yeah. trying to advocate for their pet yeah. which is and another we, problem we and we do look up to our vets um, yeah, you know they've been and done all this study and we think that that they know way well, way more than us um yeah. but unfortunately um not not all vets are equal i'm very lucky with mine but um 
I'd, I'd love to think that more education is going to be got out there um, that will hopefully teach them that there are other healthy and natural alternatives to giving the dogs all the chemicals um, yeah. and ultimately like, making them poorly. Like keeping their immune system strong. Yeah. And giving their own bodies the ability to fight off yeah. disease yeah. for themselves. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that is a rabbit hole in itself, isn't it? Yeah, we could talk for an awful long time about things <laughs> like that. <laughs> I feel like we've gone off track now. Where I know, we? I know. Are we where still we? on cookie? Um, are we are we still on cookie? cookie? You started, you wanted to yeah, start we started cookie. talking about worming with cookie, didn't we? Oh, yeah. Or, yeah. or not worming. So, yeah. and, and I've also just twigged. You said, do I only do furry things? But when I think about it, no, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I give way more, but I, I you just forget. Yeah. Garlic, apple cider vinegar, pumpkin yeah. seeds. Yeah. Um. I, yeah. I where I feed the dogs, I've got like a special magic tub of all sorts of things. <laughs> and <laughs> I never ever give the same meal twice. Um. I I I'm one of these. I'll think right. What can I give them today? Uh, and I'll get a tub of something out because I'm not one for really giving loads of supplements. Um, I like to give them a variety in their food yeah. uh, rather than giving them a supplement for this and a supplement for that. Yeah. Um, so do you so, follow do you follow a complete and balanced recipe approach or do you do balance over time? Oh gosh, no, I do balance over time. Uh, yeah. I constantly bang on to my customers because if I get a new customer coming in and say, oh, I want to switch to raw and it must be an 80 10 10. And I have to really sometimes bite my tongue and say, uh, and not say, like on the first meeting, to put them, well, it doesn't need to be eight to 10 tenths in every single meal. And uh, we'll say, right, well, we'll start off with <laughs> such and such. And then I can uh, have a chat about doing other things. And, um, and yeah, I have to, I have to uh, sometimes be very careful. You don't want to scare them off on the first. Exactly. Yeah. I don't think that they're coming talking to some psycho raw feeding woman. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's hard though, isn't it? It's yeah. hard. No, I get, some people say to me, you know, it's all about raw feeding. But for me, I don't just talk about raw feeding. I talk about fresh feeding. So if people aren't ready to go raw, but they're happy to do cooks, then I'm fine with that as long as they're feeding it from fresh food made in their own kitchen. Yeah, you yeah. know, I think you know it's completely as a pet parent, it's their decision to make, and whatever they're ready for, then that's yeah, fine. Of course, it is. The I, only I do... thing I say is just feed fresh. Yeah, exactly, and balanced over time. I, mm. I, I, the only thing that I will make sure I step in pretty sharpish on a conversation is if a customer comes in, a new customer, this is, and says, "Oh, I've been feeding um, cooked chicken breast for several months," or "I've been feeding tripe on its own for several months," um, yeah. and I do step in fairly quickly with things yeah. like that. Um, I think it, you need to just make sure that all the nutrients, like all the components of the diet, are included. Yeah. Pretty much everything else is just basically do what you want. Apart from don't feed cooked bone as yeah. well. <laughs> yeah. Oh gosh. Yeah, definitely. I yeah, I had um a customer that came in on Saturday and I'd not seen him before. And um he came in and he said, uh, Oh, what's your biggest bones that you've got? So I showed him and he said, All oh, right, that'll be brilliant. I'm gonna uh cook a few of them. And I was like, Whoa, whoa, whoa. Sorry, you're gonna do what? <laughs> oh yeah, I feed my dog cook bones. Oh, flipping out! And he he was just 
adamant that he was going to cook his dog these bones and he eventually got the message that that's not what I would suggest or support and and just stomped off but I thought there's no way I'm gonna like say oh yeah okay then you can buy them and knowing that he's gonna go and cook them yeah very scary Scary yeah no that's your question balance over time don't get hung up um on making sure that every single meal I mean if you've got the time to do that yeah fantastic go for it but um most people in this day and age uh, I think it just makes it confusing yeah it's yeah. just it's so hard to get every single meal complete and balanced when you're using yeah like you know to the to the pinpoint of the guidelines yeah if you're using whole foods it's just too technical and it's yeah. just not it's just not natural and and that's the other thing with you mentioning guidelines that's what they are guidelines and every single dog is different um and with the 8 to 10 10 thing i think a lot of people get hung up on that and then they'll come and say oh my dog's got really loose stools all the time or really firm stools and you have to say look every dog's different some dogs may need a a little extra bone adding in or some people uh, some dogs may need less and um well, you can see like the light bulb switch on oh right okay so i don't have to do that all the time no yeah same (laughs) with brands as well i'm always hanging on to my customers don't get stuck on one particular brand try loads of different ones uh, for several reasons a you don't know what would happen as far as a company goes or if you deliver it to your raw shop doesn't turn up mm-hmm. uh, even if you get beef from a supplier from the top of scotland as opposed to beef from a supplier way down south they're getting different nutrients coming through the food chain so change yeah. up give them as much variety as you possibly can yeah but they'll love it as well they'll be like oh my god something new yeah yeah what's this you know yeah. like <laughs> and that's the amazing thing about raw that you can give so much variety the dogs must just get so well i know for a fact that they get excited um you think my lot have never eaten before when i put their bowls down mine are the same mine are the same oh. every single day like doing little spins in the kitchen while they're waiting for yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's ace absolutely ace we get quite a few customers coming in saying um at, at first when they're new to raw oh my, my dog's really not enjoying it it's dried food um and uh, i want to transition them onto raw um they're, they're leaving quite a bit and the you know really obviously not enjoying it a couple of weeks later do you sell slow feeders <laughs> yeah. just absolutely wolfing the food down and oh. just, just enjoying it so i love that though that's oh, the best no. bit it is it's absolutely ace right, aside from all the health benefits that's the best bit yeah. <laughs> we're yeah. seeing them so happy yeah exactly and knowing that we're doing right by them and hopefully keeping them nice and healthy and living a long happy life yeah definitely definitely that's what it's all about isn't it yeah yeah we, we've gone off on another we have sorry <laughs> sorry no, I, don't, I don't know if it's me or you probably i me. think it's probably a combination because we just get so excited about <laughs> i know i know it's right so, so our passion right okay back who did cookie. we get back We're to still cookie. cookie i know we might have to fast track <laughs> okay yeah let's go okay <laughs> Fast track, because I don't think it was um, much more after worming that I changed when I had Cookie, uh, uh, in Cookie's earlier life, should I say. And then in Cookie's first litter, she had um, a C-section and um, 
because the first big boy was blocking the way for everybody else, bless him. But thankfully, all six puppies survived. My very first litter, very emotional, oh. amazing experience. I remember this oxygen tent being plonked on the vet's table to show me, and I just filled up. Oh, it's just so magical just to hear like these six little squawking puppies after Aww. not knowing what the heck was going to be going on with uh, with Cookie in the yeah. operating theatre. But yeah, magical. Um, but yeah, we could go off on another tangent with that. So I'll be careful not to. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to like speed things up for you a bit now. Right. So Izzy and Jess were born by C-section. And I remember when they were about, oh, how old were they? Six months, maybe. Yeah. Um, they'd maybe gone to the vets for a six monthly health check or something. And uh, I remember the, the young vet um, standing there and saying to me, oh, Ange, we've got this brand new flea and tick prevention um, product. It's a tablet and you give them it and it and it keeps fleas and ticks away for three months at a time. I was like, oh, wow, that sounds good. And uh, very naughtily didn't do my research just accepted what she said and like yeah yeah i'll try that if it keeps those nasty critters away yeah i'll do that uh never thought anything of it gave it to gave it to who had it then izzy jess cookie and paddy we had then and um cookie and paddy absolutely fine after a few weeks um izzy and jess started to itch a little bit more never yeah. never really thought anything of it Another three months went by, very naughtily, thought, oh, yeah, great, they've not had any fleas and ticks. Another one of these tablets, down the throats to go. Again, Cookie and Paddy were absolutely fine. Izzy and Jess, Izzy started to nibble all the fur away from under her tail. And Jess was nibbling herself as well, not quite as much, not to the extent that she was pulling fur off. And it was only then I thought, that seems to be happening when I've given them these tablets yeah. right maybe I need to do a bit of research did some research was absolutely mortified that I'd given these tablets <laughs> and felt an incredibly horrendous pet mom oh, um, and so there, yeah I know but oh gosh I was absolutely gutted um and so that's when my journey started as to looking into natural ways of preventing fleas and ticks. So um, unfortunately, um, a year later, um, Jess, when she was three years old, was diagnosed with lymphoma. She had she started eating grass and I'd looked down her throat and noticed that one of her tonsils was um, was inflamed. So I took her to the vets and he said, hmm, that's very unusual. He said, could be something that she's had and it's poked one of her tonsils. We'll give her a course of antibiotics. But if she's no better within a week or if it's changed, uh, then we'd better take it out. Uh, after a week, it had grown. So she went in, had it removed had it tested, absolutely gutted for it to come back with lymphoma. I was oh. devastated, yeah. absolutely devastated. And knowing what I'd read about the flea and tick tablet as well, I'm thinking, oh, my God, is, is that what's caused it? Is that like a side effect? And I, I was just mortified. And at that point, that was another major point of change into me that's when raw feeding was brought to my attention yeah um because 
Um, I did loads and loads of research and asking questions about my options, how to deal with Jess's lymphoma. She was given, uh, she was referred to Liverpool Veterinary Hospital and they examined all the rest of her lymph nodes and they told me my options that, well, my option really was basically only chemotherapy. Otherwise, between 10 and 12 weeks, she would no longer be here. Oh, I wow. just, yeah. I just could not get my head around a three-year-old dog not being here in 10 to 12 weeks' time. So I did loads and loads of research, um, asked whoever I could whose dogs had been through chemo. I asked my vet. I asked, oh, I, I just spent hours and hours researching stuff. And as I say, that's raw feeding was one of the things that was brought to my attention. And a friend also mentioned um that a friend of a friend was a herbalist and iridologist for humans but also did things for animals so i contacted this wonderful guy called michael brookman um i will give him a shout out hopefully i'm allowed um, yeah yeah, his, right, yeah. He, his website is called nature's sway nature's dash sway i'll put um I'll put a link to it in the oh, show notes as well. Yeah. He's just an amazing guy. And he gave me so much encouragement to get Jess on a raw diet as quickly as possible. He would send her a, a special liquid concoction of herbs that he would make up. And he would also send some powdered herbs that are um, sort of a, a general doggy well-being set of herbs. Yeah. Well, our little miracle <laughs> has had no and I mean, no conventional treatment other than having that tonsil and another gland removed. No steroids, no antibiotics, never been to the vet since. For no, her no chemotherapy? No chemotherapy, nothing to do with her lymphoma. And she has just turned 11 years old. What? You are joking. No. That is absolutely amazing. Absolutely. She blows me away. And Wow. Yeah. And all she's had is the herbs and switching her to a raw diet. That is absolutely amazing. How massive, cool is that? Massive. I've just got shivers <laughs> down my spine for that story right there. I'm not even yeah. joking. Isn't that amazing? That's like everybody's dream outcome. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the she's, power of natural yeah. food is just absolutely amazing. And how how can you say that 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 hasn't made a difference to her? Oh. My, my vet, bless him, he's very... I wouldn't say he's sceptical, but he said, oh, well, yes, lymphoma can go into remission. That's all he said. He's, he's not <laughs> like committed. I was like, how oh, can you not say that's amazing? Oh, I know. I know. They're so reserved sometimes. Aren't yeah, they? I know. So, yeah. Uh, and it was really sad at the time because Liverpool Veterinary Hospital made me feel such a bad doggy mum for not going down the chemo route. And I've often thought about writing to them and saying, look, please, look look what we've done and I know. Uh, so yeah. did you just have this really sort of loud voice coming from your gut saying yeah do not go down that yeah. path and try yeah. the natural one and that's yeah. what made you do it because that obviously is a massive massive decision to take into your own hands it, and say it was huge it yeah. was huge but my my gut was saying if and I, I truly believe this if I'd have given Jess the chemo I truly believe that she wouldn't be here now yeah because chemo kills everything dogs can't have the same amount of chemo that humans can have anyway um i knew that she wouldn't like being in the vets um 
to, to stay in and have the chemo. I think it was going to be one further stress on the immune yeah. system. Yeah, and, and, and that wouldn't have done her immune no. system any good being away from me. And yeah, m something in my gut was massively saying, do not do that. Um, and I'm so glad I didn't because she she's amazing. Absolutely amazing. She's uh, that is absolutely amazing. I yeah, a little that. little star. And um she's still carried on having skin issues, um, and so has Izzy. And uh but putting her on to putting them onto the raw diet round about that time of just uh well it was at that time of just being diagnosed with a lymphoma. Um I put all the dogs onto raw at that point. Yeah. And we were we were really struggling to get hold of it um locally there was nowhere um locally that sold sold the raw and so we thought well if we're struggling other people must be so that's where raw feeding plus was born basically down to <laughs> to jess and izzy um and oh, wow. yeah i'm just so so passionate the amount yeah. of times that people have said um i'm so thankful for you just helping us and um it sounds changing really, their lives yeah it sounds really yeah. corny but i i'm not there just because it's a business to make money i am yeah. so passionate about actually speaking to people that's one of the reasons we've only got a bricks and mortar shop and i don't sell online i love talking to people i love the chance to be able yeah. to say to people look what my dogs have have achieved yeah. in their lives and that that's because I've done this, this and this and this um, and I want to be able to tell people that and give them the confidence to be able to do the same and and just question things and if something doesn't feel right get get it explained to them so yeah, yeah. No, definitely I do think you know if that doesn't give you reassurance and confidence that you have made the right decision then I don't know what would yeah you know what I mean yeah. like that yeah. is just the best thing that you could hope for and yeah. I think if you go into it with such an open mind and the belief that it is possible and that it can work then it is more likely to succeed yeah absolutely. you know what I mean so it's like it's you you just need to allow it to happen yeah and, ha and have the confidence to do it you know your own dog the best and yeah and I I honestly think as well, well, and now I, I know, but at the time I thought it wasn't right giving all the processed food that wasn't giving them the nutrients, certainly Jess at that particular time, but all of them now. Yeah. But I knew that, that it just didn't feel right. Um, yeah. She needed to be eating wholesome foods that was going to give her body the best chance that it, it could possibly yeah. have to fight whatever well, was going that, on. Well, up until that moment as well, it's like you were doing the best you you knew yeah exactly yeah and then obviously yeah. you've been presented every time you've been presented with a bit of a sticky situation you've done your research it's not like yeah. you've just you know seen one post on social media and thought hmm, yeah that sounds all right i'm gonna do yeah, it you've exactly researched everything yeah. and made an informed decision for yourself yeah which has then given you the confidence and reassurance you need to move forward down yeah. this absolutely amazing path i can't believe it it's yeah fantastic. Um, do you know what as well i'm really lucky with my vet um well a few of the vets you know I'll normally when you're at a vet practice you have one favorite vet and you you have to see that vet well I'm really lucky at mine there's three or four there's a couple in particular and and one of them Gerard he's lovely he said to me a few years ago when uh, when everything was happening with Jess uh, and I said right I don't want to go down the chemo route and he said Ange I know that 
if you're saying no to something and know that you'll have done your research and that it's for a, a really good valid reason and I was really sort of humbled by that and yeah. I think that it's really important that like like you said that you don't just look on social media and think oh yeah that looks good I'll try that with my dog do your own research and look into things and ask questions um of the right people not just um yeah you know, joe blogs off facebook um that, that's pushing something yeah. ask, it's ask all the people ask all yeah. the people and yeah, see what right. all the yeah, people have yeah that's right yeah. yeah so you just get if you get so many different perspectives you can make sense of it yourself and yeah. obviously you know feel free to ask your vet questions that's what they're there for they've done the Absolutely. studying they've yeah. got the education if you want to know how something works in the body if yeah. you want to know how a particular drug works if it affects any other system of the body ask them that question yeah. they should know the answer yeah and you're and well within why your... they're recommending it yeah because don't just you know say yeah okay just say well why are you re recommending this what's it going to do to the body you know if mm. you have a right to understand everything that you are putting into your pet and it just yeah. shows that you you wanting to understand more about what's happening about the situation and yeah. if your vet's not willing to have these discussions with you then you need to find a new one yeah and thinking about it around that time I was very lucky in that I had the confidence to talk to my vets. Yeah. And although I didn't go with their recommendation of having the chemo, uh, as I've already said, that they said that they respected my decision in that, I, I still made sure that I had the confidence to ask them about the stuff because they're the ones that are at the chalk face. They know yeah. about how these drugs work and yeah what how the dogs deal with things and yeah what effect it, they have on the body and yeah, what, yeah 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 it's really important have that is their, brought to your vet yeah that is their area of specialty yeah like the medical stuff the physical you know the illness of disease that is what they know about yeah. so use use them for that and yeah. find out everything you need to know and then you can go away and do your own research based yeah, on absolutely. what they've said yeah. You know, yeah yeah no good love it yeah <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're we're still stuck on sort of halfway on the dogs do you want me to zoom it along a bit <laughs> well well is that is that it for jess now Miracle that's jess. it for jess and izzy yeah yeah okay touch wood, we're managing all right yeah <laughs> kiva has a little tail bless her she was um she started having seizures at three years old and um Thankfully, I can't say that it was down to flea and tick treatment. It was um, down to Neospora. I don't know if you've heard of Neospora, which is a sort of a cousin of toxo, um, toxoplasmosis. Yeah, oh, um, uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, and no. we don't know where exactly where it's come from. It could um, have come from anywhere. Yeah. Um, and thankfully, um, probably cat poo. Is it like toxoplasmosis? Is it? It it can be from any animal feces. Any animal um, feces. Yeah, and her being a dirty little critter. Some dogs can carry it and it just doesn't do anything. But unfortunately for her, hers migrated to a, a central nervous system. Um, oh, that's such a shame. I know, bless her. So unfortunately, she ended up being diagnosed with epilepsy. Um, but we did know the cause of that. And... So is, is, it now, is it now idiopathic though? Like, does it just happen? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
uh, unfortunately she has to be on uh, medication for it we um, we have found that MCT oil um, does lessen them which is great she's not had yeah. one for a long while now um, but unfortunately she can't manage without the uh, conventional so that yeah. that leads me nicely on to say that there is a place for conventional medicine at some point Definitely. in your dog's life. Um, my my that, epileptic dog is on conventional medicine. Yeah. But yeah. Um, one of the things I've done is, um, <laughs> and again, I did this by myself. I would only, you know, I wouldn't advise <laughs> anyone to do it. You know, it's freedom of choice. It's your dog. Yeah. You do what you want. Yeah. I personally reduced his dose um over the probably the last 12 months he's now been oh, on wow. a reduced dose my vets obviously advised me not to um my conventional vets advised me not to but then yeah. i decided to do it by myself this was before i started working with my holistic vet oh. um and my aim is to get him off cool. the medication You're very brave i am um, i i've Toyed with this idea, but I've not been quite brave enough to do it. <laughs> I think it does depend, though, on why the seizures are happening because my Boris is stress related. So Aww. it's well, that's what we've pinpointed it down to. I think Aww. it's probably been caused by some kind of chemical intervention in an early stage of his yeah, life. Yeah. Um, and obviously bad genetics because he is a Boston Terrier and they are known for it. Oh, right. Um, but I think now it does seem to be that he has, you know, seizures when he is particularly stressed and things. So I personally reduce his dose and now he has a super low dose. Um, and at the minute working with herbs and, you know, concoctions basically, and then daily stress management, um, he is doing fine on that. And then we have discussed, me and my holistic vet, bringing him off or at least toying with it if he like reaches a certain point where he hasn't had any seizures so that is my ultimate goal but definitely definitely there is definitely a place for conventional medicine and yeah. you know although there are situations where you might decide against it i think seizures is one of the areas where you you know you have to be serious about it because every time the brain has a seizure it learns how to have them more and more yeah it? And it leaves the scar so, tissue as well yeah yeah, yeah. Mm. wow so you know just before we continue like has Every one of your dogs had something. What do you mean? Like, As illnesses? Yeah. Um, our youngest, Posh, which is quite interesting, actually, because Posh is the only one that had one puppy vaccine at 16 weeks old. All the others have had more than that. From sort of Molly onwards, I've yeah. decreased the amount of vaccines that they've had. And as I yeah. say, Posh... Um, after my research and looking at the World Small Animal Veterinary Association advice, they uh, I, I really wasn't brave enough. Posh is seven now, and at that stage, I wasn't brave enough to go down the um, homeopathic nose old route. Whether I would with if I get another puppy, I don't know. Uh, I'd like to think I might <laughs> brave if, enough if to do you get that. another puppy. You mean when yeah. you get another puppy? <laughs> Possibly. Jonah's <laughs> husband's not listening. <laughs> um yeah so yeah that's quite interesting actually because posh yeah. is the only one that's not had any skin issues uh, and yeah yeah mm -hmm. mad isn't it yeah okay yeah. i'm just thinking because you've had kind of a rough time haven't you yeah i have actually when you think about it <laughs> when you put it all in one when you put it all in one big list but 
without that, I wouldn't know what I know now and I wouldn't yeah, be able to be helping no, other people. Definitely. That, my customers, I wouldn't have that knowledge because um, I've not done any physical qualifications. I'm actually, um, I was actually a teacher for 10 years. Um, so I, I was um, educating kids. So that's yeah. very different. Well, I suppose it's different in some ways, but I'm using the education side of it in teaching people all about natural ways of looking after animals yeah so. it's amazing plus you've got a lot of experience with a lot of you know scary stuff yeah so. yeah, yeah. Matt, with um I, I missed out a huge bit of izzy and jess really with their skin problems um but because that is my real passion if i get a dog walk through the door that has got skin issues going on um i, I just like right let me just give Can you, you all my knowledge yeah <laughs> <laughs> But I, again, without the raw food and the natural ways, I honestly think that probably all my dogs that have had issues would be way, way worse. Way yeah. worse. So, oh, yeah. well, they're lucky to have you. I hope I hope they realise that. <laughs> they do. I'm sure they do. I'm sure. Their behaviour at mealtime tells you that they they are grateful. They, that's only cupboard love, though. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, dearie me. So is that, are we finished on Kiva now? Are we moving on to Angel? Yeah, Kiva, uh, I said she only has epilepsy, but yeah, bless her. She's not yeah. had a seizure for a, a year gone July now, so touch That's wood. That's amazing. She's, yeah. Congratulations. She's doing, hey, bless her. Long may it continue. So yeah, yeah, moving on, then along came little Angel, who is Izzy's son and Cookie's grandson. And Angel, is, um, she's not had anything major uh majorly wrong with her um I, again thinking about it that's probably down to the fact that she's been on raw most of her life um she's eight now so she went on raw when she was one when uh oh no oh gosh i've lost track who was it that was oh anyway when she was young she, she's been on raw a long long while yeah. uh only had um she had a puppy vaccines i think she had two without the lepto um again that was down to research uh didn't want none none of my current dogs have had any lepto vaccines um and she only had her yearly booster i think did angel yeah and she yeah the only thing angels had wrong with her she had a, a little cyst appear on her on her side which looked to be a little bit suspicious but thankfully came back as nothing to worry about but yeah she's fit and healthy and little sweetheart she she does man trailing and she was out yesterday doing that and it oh she's amazing she's a little sweetie oh bless her absolute darling yeah she's she's gorgeous and then we've got posh who is like and, and little poshy sassy ross <laughs> <laughs> who, if I'd have had her first as a border collie, I don't think I'd have ever, ever had another one. <laughs> oh, but she's she's the one who's given. She's got to find different ways to give you stress because she's physically fit. That's what it is. Oh, that's what it is, is it? <laughs> right. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's definitely what it is. Oh, she, she's absolutely a. She's such a character. She's so lovable. But oh my god, is she sassy? She's oh, bless her. Time. 
yeah yeah she uh yeah she's a little sweetheart but yeah she as i say said earlier she's only had one one puppy vaccine without lepto she's never had any fleeing or worming um conventional wise um she just has natural things and she absolutely adores a raw food and can monster a lamb neck in about two minutes that's her claim to fame <laughs> oh wow wow yeah. lamb legs are tough i know she she's really funny she if um if you give her something like a chicken wing you'd think that i was trying to poison her she she sort of picks it up and you can see her looking and say you expect me to eat that slimy mess but i give her a lamb neck and it's gone as i say in a, maybe two minutes is maybe a little bit maybe she doesn't want to waste her time with something as small as a chicken neck when she can have <laughs> when she can have a lamb neck she's like That's come funny. on yeah. what is that what yeah is that? yeah yeah there's definitely a message in there somewhere i got some lamb legs to chop up for the boys because i mean i prefer to do diy but obviously um i just don't like mince and they're <laughs> boston terriers so they can't tackle a lamb neck but i couldn't even chop it up I was just going to say, how on earth were you going to chop one of I those? I managed to like chop a few bits off one end and then I gave up because I was like, this is just too hard. <laughs> to get through a lamb neck. I might have to get, I might have to try that because it's still in the bloody freezer. <laughs> I was like, I'll save it there until I know what to do with it. We, we oh, have been known to use an axe for, um, what did my hubby chop up once with an axe? I think it was some venison ribs. Um, I, I just couldn't snap them. So I said, to do it with the, with the axe. <laughs> so I just go outside and whack them with an axe. Where there's a will, there's a way. Yeah, absolutely. When you <laughs> a little pack of doggies waiting for their tea. <laughs> wow, that's amazing. So you've had, like, you've had a, a, a tough experience in, in many different areas, haven't you, over the years? Yeah, it's funny because I don't think of it like that. No, because, like, you're just obviously going through the motions and you, yeah, you know, it hasn't happened yeah. all at once where you've been, like, overwhelmed with all this information you've needed to find out. They've given you, like, bite-sized pieces as yeah, you've gone through. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. And, wow. and my eyes and as I said to you earlier it was only really tonight that I twigged how far back with Molly that that journey had actually started yeah. I only really thought about it with Jess and Izzy but then I thought oh hold on a minute we went through it with Molly and what I now know I think was vaccinosis at the time yeah um, um so yeah it's um my, yeah, my dog think... the world they've just taught me so much and they give so much they're just they that's do and they tell you a lot if you know how to listen yeah you know yeah. like and i think that's one of the main things that we need to kind of start understanding is that um they they can tell you everything really yeah you just need to know prepared to, and to... be prepared yeah definitely yeah yeah definitely so i mean i did have a list of questions for you <laughs> For this okay. evening but well i mean we've kind all of right. you've, you've kind of answered like all of them oh like, good in the, in the whole story it was just like you didn't need me to ask you any oh cool that's good <laughs> that's amazing so I'm, i am just gonna ask you um yeah, like right now what does your journey look like you know like what is happening right now like where are you at in your in your natural raw feeding journey raw feeding or holistic journey well everything because so like right go on 
I was just going to say because I've started looking into zoo pharmacognosy. Oh, uh, yeah. So yeah. I've just started doing um, my first module with Caroline Ingraham. Because, you? yeah, one of Posh's sisters, this is another amazing little tale. One of Posh's sisters, a year after she went to her new home, the, the dad, like the human dad, sadly passed away. And um ginger was really really struggling with grief and a friend of her her doggy mum said go and see this lady she does something with essential oils um called zoo pharmacognosy and so cutting a long story short it worked absolute wonders for ginger brought her out of a grief back to being normal happy ginger and um the the thing the part of the story that really made me go wow was one particular day uh oh because ginger each time this lady had a session with her she used to pick exactly the same essential oil and one particular day when this lady was leaving she dropped her all her essential oil bottles out of a bag or a storage thing whatever it was and ginger picked this the same essential oil out of all this lady's essential oil bottles she went to just that oil because that was the oil that was helping her and that blew me away so yeah. as a result of that i'm uh, starting to learn excuse me about essential oils and wow that is amazing how cool they are yeah well we had helena on um last week and who's an expert who is an expert so that is now two amazing women that i know who are going to be able to make powerful changes to pets lives so congratulations that's amazing oh thank you i'm way way less down the line than uh, helena she she's brilliant she's actually done a little bit of work with me with cookie um which was absolutely fantastic um and she she had cookie had helena in stitches because most dogs are quite gentle about things but cookie was trying to eat one of the bottles of peppermint oh. she's very very food driven is cookie <laughs> she was like give me the bottle i want loads of it oh bless her oh. Yeah, well really it's cute. good i mean it's it's good to be inspired by things and now yeah. i mean like you said earlier you don't have any qualifications but you are on your way to having such an amazing qualification oh. and you're going to be able to help your customers even more with like such powerful stuff it's just yeah. i'm super happy for you that's great thank you thank you very much wow i <laughs> love this episode this is fantastic oh i'm glad <laughs> <laughs> so if you could say anything to other pet parents who are either struggling or you know they want to go natural but they're not quite sure or they you know anything at all in terms of like support of like a friendly friendly bit of advice what would it be just one thing make sure you ask questions if you're ever in doubt about anything that you're being told or advised ask questions of as many people as you possibly can and form your own opinion don't go with just what one person tells you that would be my big bit of advice yeah that is a good bit of advice stay curious yeah absolutely not yeah. just with your dog lives either in your own lives that's yeah. a whole, whole other story because my <laughs> dogs have now started impacting on how i am with my life yeah definitely it does it happens to us all you, i yeah. think you have to reach, reach a certain stage yeah and then a yeah. Certain, certain stage down this you know this crazy walk of life yeah and then and then that's it you just yeah. full blown right yeah. here we go <laughs> let's go down that rabbit hole yeah that's a tale for another day oh yeah <laughs>
<laughs> oh right so um i do just want to briefly touch on raw feeding plus um because obviously it is your bricks and mortar store so can you just give us a little bit of information about what's available at raw feeding plus where it is and obviously so that anyone who is either passing by or in the local area who might not know you if they want to stop in they know exactly where you are Okay, I can yeah. do that. Yep. Yeah, we are on an industrial estate in Morecambe called Vickers Industrial Estate. Um, quite easy to find once you know where we are. Um, it's called Unit 15, Bay 7, Vickers Industrial Estate. If you put us into Google, we're on Google, um, Facebook, uh, and we've got a website, rawfeedingplus.co.uk. Um, we've got, um, do you want me to run through the brands of raw food that we stock? Or? You can do, yeah, you can. Yeah, okay. We've got, let me go around the shop. So we've got Cotswold, Nutriment, um, Duggies, we've got their Chunky Mints and we've got their Blocks. We've got Totally Natural. Um, we've got Reggie's, Nurture Them Naturally and Betsy's. So that's all the raw food. And then we've got loads and loads of natural treats because, again, I'm really passionate about that. We will not allow anything over our shop threshold that's got additives, preservatives, grain, anything like that, flavourings, colourings. It's all 100% natural. We've also got... Um, quite a big selection of kong toys and other toys yeah. um few bits of bet bedding bowls leads collars that sort of thing um and we've got a few um like natural supplements we have what else have we got on the front we've got the amazing luca probiotic products um oh yeah yeah. yeah um what else have we got up there? We've got some natural um, EM bead flea and tick collars and some natural sprays for repelling fleas and ticks. Um, and I think that sums everything up, what we've got in our shop. So, yeah, um, we we absolutely love, I know it's, I think I said it before, and it sounds really corny. I said it to a new customer today. I absolutely adore it when people come in and ask me questions because I will just, <laughs> I love helping people. I really do love helping people. Just the thought that I'm helping their their dogs be happier and healthier is is just heaven. Yeah, I'm right there with you on that one. Honestly, I am. So, Good. You know, so anyone in the local area, just head on down and have a chat with Ange. Even if you don't really have any questions, just go anyway. And the other thing to say, you don't have to feed raw to come in and talk to me. I'm not going to go, oh, no, you feed dry biscuits. You're not allowed over the shop threshold. Yeah. <laughs> I, I will happily chat to you, whatever you need to know. And if you... I understand raw isn't for everybody, um, but I'm happy to talk to you about alternatives. And um, obviously, even if you just come in and buy some healthy treats or some broth to add to your your, um, your food, that, that would be a big start. And then I can chip away at you. <laughs> <laughs> work, work your magic slowly. Yeah, yeah. You don't even realize the change into fresh food. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Wow. Well, that's amazing. I will put the details of Raw Feeding Plus in the show notes. And I'll also put the details of uh, Nature Sway, was it? Nature yeah, Sway. Yeah. Michael um, 
yeah so everybody can have access to that um super powerful resource Brilliant. and um i think that's about it well okay. thank you ever so much for that's joining really me welcome. this evening it's been such a wonderful conversation and Good. yeah it's been I'm great to, to chat it. thank you for asking me I might have to get you back on to talk about skinny shoes, though, if you're up for it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, if you yeah. like that. Um, yeah. Because I bet there'd be a few people who'd like to hear what you have to say about that, too. Okay. Yeah, definitely. Good stuff. Well, Ange, thank you once again, and we will chat to you soon. All right. Thanks a lot, Kat. See you later. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to another great episode of the My Dog Made Me Do It Naturally podcast. Don't forget to check out the caption for any links discussed here today. And please, if you enjoyed the show, follow along and listen for free on your favourite podcast app. If you have any questions or would like to share your story, feel free to email me at mydogmademedoitnaturally at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Purpose of this podcast is for educational and entertainment purposes only and should not be substituted as advice from a veterinarian or other professional. It does not form a client relationship with me, the host, or any guest speakers, and any information is not intended to and does not diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. And my guests express our own views, thoughts, and opinions as individuals, and the podcast neither endorses or opposes the views, products, or services discussed here. If your pet is ill, always seek advice from your veterinarian. I am not a veterinarian, and I do not treat disease or offer medical advice.